Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Rikini Sergeant, Paging Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Getting crashed in position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. Well, we got us a champion, Freak Nation, and his name is Chase Elliott. That's true, Crasher. Several new champs. That's 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 so true. Uh, how you doing, man? For the next two hours here in the Freak Nation, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Rob Halford of Judas Priest will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar Series driver for Roger Penske, the 2021 season, will be here, and Matt Hagen. Will also be joining us. Your NHRA Funny Car winner will be here in the Freak Nation. A champion as well. Uh, Tommy Dreesy will be here in the Freak Nation. Trans and badass, flying those Lucas Oil colors. And uh, Statman, have you ever had drinks with Tommy Dreesy? No. As a matter of fact, no. What? What? <laughs> That's, so, is that allowed? Trans Am Hound. Yeah, I just thought you being the Trans Am Hound, that uh, you'd, you'd had drinks with all those dudes, man. No, the, that's not the most uh, liberal of uh, paddocks, shall we say. So uh, when I uh, get a chance to be around there, I tend to stay close to the vest. There it is. That's how we kick off the show here, Freak Nation. You follow us on Twitter, right? <laughs> At Speed Freaks, the website, speedfreaks.tv. 20 years of doing this damn thing. That's 20 years. Uh, when Chase Elliott was born, uh, four years after he was born, we started this thing, right? Because he's 24 oh years old. Well, Chase whoa, 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 whoa. He's 24 now, but isn't his birthday in like 20 days? Just crash her. Come on. <laughs> oh, Literal Linda. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're just like our six and a half. Our six and a half year old. She doesn't like to be called six. That she's six and a half. Right. I wonder. I wonder where that gene string came from. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, guilty. Uh, so that just kind of shows you, man. It's who we've seen come and go and come and go and come in NASCAR. Chase Elliott's the newcomer. He did what all he had to do. And we'll get into more detail about this throughout the show. But he had to do what he had to do. Him, his crew chief, his crew, uh, his team owner, which frankly, last week didn't look like Chase Elliott was even going to be in this thing in Phoenix. It's so true. Due to a crew member jumping over the wall a little too damn early. But regardless, your 2020 NASCAR COVID-19 champion is Chase Elliott crash. And it's interesting. You talk about who's come and gone and come and gone in the 20 years that Speed Freaks has been in existence. And we started this show well before Jimmy Johnson's tenure into the NASCAR Cup Series. How weird is that? Let and that today resonate. today was his last NASCAR race. Oof. Whoa. That's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> so who, of the three of us, <clears throat> excuse me, of the... Careful. Three of us, who was the one that was on the Jimmy Johnson bandwagon first and longest? 
<laughs> His name would be Stat Man Caruso. Stop asking me package questions. I'm done answering it. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, back off, buddy. It's Stat Man, not you, Kyle. Listen, <laughs> you have. You, you, just like a. I don't want to say Pavlov's dog, but just like an old dog, man. You, you didn't give a damn how that guy was was doing. You never let off with Jimmy Johnson. No, I, I was there for his first championship, and I stuck with him every year. He won five in a row, for crying out loud. All I had to do was say one name, and I had a good chance of being right. <laughs> And yeah. I kept thinking, nope, he can't do it again. No, he's not going to do it again. And Stat, you're just sitting there kind of shaking your head going, just watch. Just watch. It's that's Those are like those baseball-type numbers, home runs, hits, strikeouts, record numbers. Uh, it, even in the NFL, like Dan Marino, Yardage, or uh, Jerry Rice, these are numbers that – we will not see surpassed in our lifetime. Seven NASCAR championships. Or Drew Brees getting more uh, passing Tom Brady in touchdowns, and uh, that might stick tonight. I don't think Brady's yeah, going to catch say, him again. <laughs> apropos for what's been going on in the game tonight as well. Yeah. So, yeah, man, a, a big two hours for you, Freak Nation, that uh, we're happy that you're a part of. Thanks to our friends at Lucas Oil and General Tire and everybody else that's helped make these 20 years fan freaking-tastic. Coming up, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes going to resume with some affiliates. And we'll get into Chase Elliott being your champion. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out at Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv, and of course on Twitter, Instagram, the gram, Facebook. We're there for you. Crash Gladys, Pit News and Notes, brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do the smart thing, Freak Nation. You got an SUV, a big fat truck? Why don't you roll on General Tires? For more information, go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com to find out the fat rubber for your righteous ride. Crasher? Well, this crazy year, 2020 for NASCAR is now finally over. And it ended with a pretty damn good bang for all the top series as well. In the truck series, the Lucas Oil 150 at Phoenix Raceway, it looked as though... Sheldon Creed, well, he fought hard, but his truck just wouldn't be able to muster enough for the title. And then the yellow flag flew. And unlike two of his fellow title contenders, Creed came in for fresh tires. He then restarted ninth, and one lap later, he was in the lead and took the checkered flag for the race win and the truck championship. It was another green-white checkered story for the Xfinity Series and another story of taking tires on the final yellow to enable a last lap pass for the win, this time, of course, on a Saturday and this time for Austin Sindrick to win the race and also the title. Sunday was then for the Cup Series, and like many pointed out on social media, it was pretty incredible that throughout a total of 312 laps, the race results were 1, 2, 3, 4, with each of the final four championship contenders. Fourth to Denny Hamlin, third to Joey Logano, second to Brad Keselowski, and first to your 2020 NASCAR champ, his first of many, Chase Elliott. Made all the more impressive as he had to start from the back of the field and race his way through the field for the money. By the way, Jimmy Johnson, we just talked about him retiring. 
he finished a very spelt fifth. The Trans Am Series raced in Austin, Texas at COTA this weekend, and Freaks fave Boris said just crushed the weekend, took the pole, then needed to change his transmission overnight, and on to the fairly dominant win, then comes Sunday. Ernie Francis was second, and our guest next hour, Lucas Oil's Tommy Dreesey, finished third. Speaking of Lucas Oil and Trans Am, how about that Speed Freaks mojo for Michelle Abadi? She brought home her first win ever in TA2 West Coast. And yeah, I'd pretty much say women making history all over this fine weekend. You got me? Rafa Matos with the TA2 national win. And in other news, the Williams Formula One team is really suffering from COVID cases. The team is now calling on factory personnel for next week's race in Turkey. Loads of those stories and more. Racer.com. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive Mud Terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. Hey, it's Crasher from the Freaks, and what if I told you the best burger you can buy to cook on your grill or stovetop? It was available in your favorite grocery store. Well, it is, and it's Bubba Burger. Just how awesome does a sweet onion Bubba Burger sound about now? Oh, my favorite, jalapeno burgers, Angus burgers, all natural Bubba Burgers. Watching your caloric intake? Then grab the reduced fat and the turkey Bubba Burgers, all in your local grocery store. When you need a delicious burger for your weekend cookout, the answer is Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a better burger than a Bubba. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality. 100% cotton available and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Mav TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. Mav TV televises off road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and world rally championships, to name a few. Mav TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. Mav TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MavTV.com for more racing information and to demand. Your Mav TV. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. 
Truth to Soul Studios, Freak Nation. We've been doing it for 20 years. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. You follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. We're there for on Facebook. The website, speedfreaks.tv. This guy's uh, been, a, been pretty healthy uh, in visiting us over the last 20 years. Matt Hagen, NHRA Funny Car Champion, once again joining us here in the Freak Nation. But before we get into the celebration that followed after Las Vegas, uh, you're checking in while you're getting an estimate on your truck. Share with us why, Matt Hagen. <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that old saying, a no good deed goes unpunished. My, uh, before I left out for our, uh, our championship run, we, uh, you know, I had to haul some mules around for my father-in-law and his, uh, his place that he has to go pick them up doesn't really have any turnaround space. And so I got, a, I got my trailer down over the hill and, you know, the, the gooseneck of the trailer got in the bed of the truck. So, you know, now here I sit, you know, trying to get my uh, bed of my truck fixed, you know. So, like I said, you know, it's uh, it's always something. It's never nothing, right? So, instead, after wrapping the championship in Las Vegas, we all should be at the SEMA show. But, of course, because of COVID-19, we're not at the SEMA show. Right. So, instead, you go back home, do some good work, and damn it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's always something. But, you know, that's farm life, and that's, that's wear and tear on vehicles and stuff. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just... You, even if you're paying attention, stuff happens. I, I kind of fuss at my guys sometimes. You know, we got 3,200 acre cattle farm now, and you know, I'm just like, you know, hey, we got to take care of this stuff, and we got to we got to make sure we're not scratching it up and beating it up, and you know, all this equipment and all this money and costs and expenses, and then you know, then I'll go out there and hop on a tractor and I'll I'll run a you know a cutter up against the side of a fence or something like that, and you're going like, wow, that doesn't go over well after I just fussed at those guys for doing something, but. It's just, that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, that's just part of it. Matt Hagen is a three-time NHRA Funny Car Champion. Matt, I'm going to make an assumption with this. Why does this championship feel different than the other two? Well, it's, it's very different. I mean, I think that um, there's there's several reasons. I mean, first, that, that kind of feeling of an old-school format where, you know, you show up, you race, you accumulate the points, and whoever has the most at the end of the day, you're the champion, you know, and that, so that was kind of a neat new feel that uh, in the last 10 years we haven't had uh, with the, the countdown and the format and different things like that, but it was also a very mentally challenging, you know, um, I guess championship because you never knew what was going on, when it was going to go on, how it was going to happen, and what was... was um, uh, you know, when it was going to start and end. And, and basically, uh, you know, you're just, you're kind of like, man, is this season even going to happen? <laughs> and then, um, you know, it, and it did happen. I mean, honestly, I thought that it might fall apart the week before um, that we, uh, uh, you know, went out there to race, you know, force pulls out and, you know, kind of like you can see it kind of happening going, um, you know, like, well, if they're not going to race. Are we going to get to race and everything else? So, very, very unsure, unstable environment that, that, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I think like the mentality of, you know, are, you know, are we going to have sponsors? Are we going to be okay? Are they going to come out? Are they going to activate? Are they going to be okay out here with this COVID stuff? So just a very, very stressful time, um, to, to go out here and focus and race and just very, you know, glad that we got to have the 10 or 11 races that we did and, got to put on show for our fans and got to help, you know, keep our sponsorship out there and being active and, and then come out and do midway and presentation and, you know, kind of activation with our, our fans that do come out. And it just, uh, it was a very different feel to it this year, but honestly, it was one of the most intense battles I've been in, um, going back and forth with, you know, teammates and 
changing, you know, points and, you know, trying to round up more and just, you know, it, it went all the way down to the semis, which it usually does even with the countdown stuff, but it just, it was a, it was a dog fight the whole time, you know? Can you explain that dog fight that you're talking about to someone who may not be familiar with just how, not just team sports in general, but team sports and motorsports. I mean, you guys have to feed off of each other for data. I mean, your crew chiefs do at the very least, or sometimes you're hiding data from each other to get a competitive advantage. But throughout this season, it was you and your three teammates for that championship. You're all under one roof, so to speak, and you're friends. How really did this play out over this summer and fall? Well, it was tough. I mean, honestly, there's, uh, you know, our teammates, but then you got the Colettas and you got a bunch of other individual teams that work really hard and have good funding. And, you know, it's just, it's it just, I guess I had not been in something that was just su- such a round by round, you know, I mean, kind of, you know, all season long, you know what I mean? There wasn't, you know, usually somebody gets hot and they run away with it. And that's, I think the reason for the format and the, the countdown and the resetting of the points, but you know, we, we started from those two races at the beginning of the season uh, before COVID hit, and then we took that three- or four-month break, and then our season started back up, and we got as many as we could in before it got cold. And, um, you know, I think that it was just all season long, everybody was just fighting as hard as they could fight because you didn't know when it was going to end. You didn't know uh, where you were going to go next or what the next race was going to be. Uh, so you kind of had to lay it all out there. And, and uh, there was just no more, you know, a fierce competition that I've been in with with my teammates. You know, I mean, I've been back and forth with Forrest and Robert, and you know, last year come down to the semifinals with me and him too, and we got outran. And you know, I mean, it's it's always tough, but like this was just such a nail biter because you know you didn't know if this was going to be if Houston was the last race or we're really going to go to Vegas or you know, there's just no certainty with anything that we did this year with COVID. You know. Wow, Matt, that's crazy. Everything you just said flies in the face of concentration, reaction time, focus. All of that has to do with winning in Funny Car, and everything you described is the contrary to that. Yeah, I mean, I think when things are laid out and you know where you're going and what you're doing, it just things flow a little bit you know, easier or better. But I think it was very challenging for our sponsors. It was challenging for um, NHRA and challenging for to get fans in the stands, you know, and that's something that, I'm very proud that we did, that we, uh, uh, we went in there and, you know, we get, we did what we needed to. We did the, the mask and the, the social distancing and the fence and, um, and we'll, you know, whatever it took to basically make this happen, you know, coming in and signing the waivers and getting your temperature checked every time you show up mm. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It just, uh, we, we did everything that was asked of us to be able to have those fans there. And, you know, when they're there in the back of your pit, you got a hundred people back there rooting you on and, you know, cheering for you and clapping and, you know, making sure that you're like up and pumped up and ready to go. That, that to me uh, is worth every bit of it because without our fans in the stands there and without all that support, uh, it's really hard to get motivated and driven to, to go out there and get up on the tire and, and drive your butt off for, for them, you know? So there's a, there's a lot to it, you know, with having them there. So I'm glad that we, uh, we were able to do that, you know? Doing things for the fans, that's one side of the story, but then you've also got a family to feed. Matt Hagan joining us here in the Freak Nation on a Sunday night. Three-time Funny Car Champ, thanks to his win and, of course, championship wrap-up in Las Vegas last weekend. So, okay, we're talking about the difficulties of balancing what's going to happen with sponsors, with races. Are they going to go off or not? But then you've got all your businesses back at home. I mean, you're juggling more than the average driver out there. 
yeah, I don't, I don't come home and play golf, put it that way. But I, but you know, but it's something I choose to do that I've, I've been blessed with the uh, opportunities to go out here and own my own businesses and do my own thing. And, um, why not do that? You know, it's kind of like, you know, racing is, is something that is, uh, you know, obviously very, very special. And, but it's something that's very year to year, you know what I mean? Like you don't know, there's been plenty of years that I'm not sure over the winter whether I was going to come back and have a seat or have a ride. And you look at, my two teammates, you know, Jack and, and Tommy and their sponsorship after six years is gone now. And, uh, you know, you, so you just never know when it's going to end. So I try really hard to take that extra time that we get to, to really build a foundation and groundwork for when racing's done, because I think you have to be realistic with everything that, you know, nothing lasts forever. And, uh, you know, you have to adapt and change. And, and I hope that one day that the businesses that I'm involved in that, can help support some of the racing. I mean, I have racing in my blood and I think that it's something, whether I do it on a scale with Don Schumacher racing or on a local scale or whatever, it's something I'm going to still continue to do. Um, even when, you know, this bunny car runs done, but at the end of the day, hopefully all the work and effort and everything else that I've put into these farms and CBD business and everything else that we're doing, the cattle company and feeding people. And, you know, some of these other businesses that we have here at home, can hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, do some B2B business and maybe support some of that racing a little bit and, and, uh, see where that goes. But if it doesn't, you know, hopefully I built a great foundation for, you know, to step away one day and, you know, and bring my kids up and have something that they can be involved in and be proud of and kind of move forward from there. So always trying to look big picture. Uh, it's so easy to get in this bubble and think that you're a rock star and this is going to live like this life is going to happen forever. And it's just not the case. I mean, I think it's, this is a very humbling sport and you have to you work really hard behind the scenes and, and keeping your sponsors happy and building that B2B business of where they can still make money with other partners. And, uh, you know, and even when you do it all, there's still a lot of times there's big gaps to fill and, and you don't have enough for a whole season and different things like that. So, uh, it's a challenging time. Um, I'm just really proud of my sponsor with Dodge and SRT and Mopar and all the folks that are, you know, behind the scenes there in Michigan making this happen and keeping us out here. And I was really proud to be a part of them when they decided to come out and activate in a, in a pandemic and do all the, and follow all the rules that they needed to, to still have a presence in NHRA and a midway and display. And, you know, so there's a lot of things to take away from this year that, uh, I'm proud to be associated with NHRA and, and Dodge and SRT. So, Matt Hagen, what does 2021 look like for you? Will one of your companies be involved in the NHRA and B2B business-to-business relationships? You know, 2021 still looks very strong. Mopar, we haven't had anything signed yet, but it's in the works. Uh, we got verbal yeses there, and uh, that's good for me and Leah. Um, you know, so we're working hard towards that. Mopar seems, I mean, everything's moving more of a shift towards Dodge and SRT than it is Mopar. So, uh, and, and with that shift, there comes new people and new objectives and new challenges and new things that, that we have to accomplish to make them happy. Um, you know, but all in all, it's still all under the FCA umbrella and FCA has been extremely kind to me over my career and, and kept me out here. So, uh, uh, it sounds really good for, for me and, and her for, for that situation for next year. Um, I'd be surprised if, if it changes, but you know, in this day and age and time and, and COVID and everything else, I, I think you take it day by day and uh, and go from there. So we're working hard behind the scenes to keep on pushing and moving forward. And, um, you know, I sure would like to come out here and, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, take this championship into next year and, and this momentum and keep carrying the, the flag and, and keep pushing forward, you know. 
Matt Hagan joining us here in the Freak Nation, talking about Mopar, SRT. Since Eddie Olson left, who filled those shoes as the representative yeah, from so, the brand? So Mark Whitney is the guy. And uh, I just actually sent him my helmet the other day. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, he's a racer himself. He does a lot of bracket racing and stuff like that. So I think he could appreciate, um, hmm. you know, when you win a championship, your helmet is kind of just as important to you as your trophy, you know. And, and to be able to to put the ink on it and, and a little note with it and just say, Hey man, thank you for all your support. You know, he stepped, he stepped in and, and, you know, really has done a great job. And, um, you know, me and me and Leah both kind of share sponsorship with that. And, uh, he's, he's done really good at keeping it pretty fair and level on both sides and, and moving forward, making sure we're both taken care of and that we both have rides and pushing it through the company and making it happen and showing the value and the return. And that's just, it's not always easy to do in motorsports. So I'm really, Really proud of Mark for all the stuff he's done there. At the, you know, taking on the the new role of um, motorsports marketing manager, and uh, this this whole year he's he's, he's done a great job. Mm. Well, buddy, I hope for twenty twenty one. Well, first of all, I hope we're all still around twenty twenty one. But uh, more <laughs> importantly, that we we have you on the phone with us on Sunday nights talking about race wins, bud. Yeah, that's what it's all about, brother. I mean, like I said, I've. <laughs> I've uh, been very blessed and, you know, I'd love to win, you know, 10 or 12 championships, but you know, if it ended tomorrow, I, I can't say that I've, uh, I would regret anything that I've done or accomplished. I think it's, uh, it's all been out there, but it's also for me, it's really allowed me to meet a lot of great folks along the way. And I think I take more from that than I do the race wins and the championships and that kind of stuff. It's opened up the door to meet so many, so many wonderful folks and different business owners and different things. And it's opened up different things in my life. So I think I take that away from, from this whole racing experience more than anything is the, the folks and the people that, that I've been able to, to meet and make relationships with and move forward in different directions and other businesses and different things like that. Hope you get that truck taken care of because those mules need a home, baby. <laughs> I know, man. It can't be, they can't be hauled around looking, looking rough, man. We got to keep this thing looking sharp. <laughs> Matt, thank you, buddy. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the time on the show. That's just amazing, man. Your funny car champion several times over may not be back. He's not confirmed for next year. And teammates don't have sponsors. It's what a what a time we're in right now. Oof. Was this NASCAR COVID-19 championship well worth the wait for Phoenix? We'll get to that. Coming up in a moment, your Statman Scat, plus Rob Hall for the Judas Priest will be in here. And Scott McLaughlin, uh, IndyCar Series pilot for 2021, who was out in Phoenix for the cup race. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. The Freaks keep rolling through our 20th year, remembering highlights like Steph Papadakis at our first love sport compact drag racing. Steph was the first front wheel driver to 150, 160, and 170 miles per hour in the quarter mile. He now runs his own drifting team, setting records as the first to win consecutive Formula Drift titles and the first team to win three. One of his drivers, in fact, leads the points for a fourth this season. That would be another first. All of this is why I got a prideful smile when I read that Steph Papadakis was the headliner in an upcoming online webinar on turbochargers. It appears he's the go-to brain in that world. Steph's always been a freak, and they'll learn that in this webinar at the end of the month. Even his music tastes are freakish from Fleetwood Mac to Eminem. There's no telling what he's listening to at any moment. In fact, ask him the next time you see him and tell him the stat man said... Congratulations. Peace. 
Creeks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Next hour, Rob Halford, his book that came out the tail end of September called Confess. He'll be joining us in here to talk a little bit about that book. Rob Halford, lead singer, front man of Judas Priest. He's been in here before. Always great to get Rob Halford here in the Freak Nation. I'm always on top as long as the music's loud. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to lucasoil.com. Find the product to keep your ride on the road. You got an old hot rod? They got something for that. A little wear and tear on that engine? They got something for that. Regardless, AutoZone, O'Reilly Auto Parts, Napa, Advance, CarQuest, your favorite auto parts dealer. They got Lucas Oil products to keep your ride on the road. Or check them out at lucasoil.com. Chase Elliott, of course, is your 2020 COVID-19 NASCAR Cup champion. and. Statman's got an interesting criteria about drivers who win. It's fairly simple. And uh, Kyle Busch does not meet the criteria (laughs) for Statman. Uh, Meaning, you know, Chase Elliott, he was around when the flag dropped. Where do you put Chase Elliott, Statman, in championship winners and how he got there? Well, the real the real thing is it's four or five prongs. You got to go fast. You got to learn how to be fast. You got to learn how to finish. You got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to win on purpose, and you got to learn how to win championships. That's five things. I think he's after the championship today, last weekend at Martinsville, he learned how to win on purpose. He had to win to get into the final four. And today he won the championship, passed Joey Logano uh, with about, about 18, 20 laps to go and held on uh, for the title. Uh, I think he's he's crossed the criteria. He's figured it out. Um, you know, he and I, he doesn't know who I am, but a couple of times that we've been in each other's presence hadn't been good for me. So uh, he might fall into the same category. And several other people that I uh, don't necessarily root for, but uh, his win today was was excellent. He made a great drive. He's had a good couple of weeks. So okay, so he's crossed off all of the. He's checked all the boxes with your five criteria. How does Kyle Busch not check those same boxes off? He is a multi-time champion. Because whenever he sees me coming, he rolls his eyes and sneers. <laughs> So not necessarily a talent thing, a personality thing, which I think many fans can agree with on you, can agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, what's the point? I mean, he, he didn't mm-hmm. have to like me, but I don't have to like him either. It's a valid point. <laughs> All right. So Statman 2020 NASCAR, there's people that want to give asterisks to the Lakers or, you know, asterisks to anybody that wins a championship in this year, because it's not a full season. Your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think it's, I think it's a full enough season 
in uh, motor racing, especially in NASCAR. They went away. They were gone for a while and they came back. They were the first ones back and they yeah. uh, raced. And at the beginning there, they raced like every three or four days or something like that. <laughs> you know, whenever, whenever they, uh, uh it was felt a like Belichick. It. no days off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Instead of practice, it was, uh, racing. And, you know, that, that took a lot of effort on everybody's part, uh, to build cars, to maintain cars, to be at the track. Uh, and then they started this new thing to stay at the track fewer days where they didn't practice and they didn't qualify. So the drivers didn't have a lot of time to get the car dialed in and mm -hmm. uh, they had to do it on the fly. So I think that's even more than some of the other teams. They didn't have bubbles uh, like in the NBA or the NHL. And somewhat in Major League Baseball, the Dodgers right. won their championship in Texas, of all places. Yeah, so, true. Uh, yeah. you know, NASCAR, they, they stepped up and the drivers earned this championship. Freak Nation, Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar Series pilot. He's going to be joining us next. He was hanging out in Phoenix as he gets set for the 2020-2021 IndyCar season with Roger Pitskin. More with Rob Halford next hour coming up. Sports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. After your engine, the transmission is the second most important component of your car. If you maintain it, it will shift properly and get you down the road without problems. But if you don't maintain it, problems are coming your way. Lucas Transmission Fix can clean and lubricate sticking valves and renew worn bands to make your transmission shift properly and stop leaking. It's compatible with all transmissions and transmission fluids lucas transmission fix it works hey you want the easiest car care ever right there's a couple lucas oil products you got to get your hands on one lucas slick mist fast and easy speed wax two tire and trim shine and three interior detailer it's better than anything on the market so this is what you do you spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface you wipe it off and you're done you think you can handle that Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Cox 
Nashville blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Follow us on Twitter, right? At Speed Freaks. Of course, on the big fat website of ours, speedfreaks.tv. 20 years have been doing this damn thing, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Scott McLaughlin joining us here in the Freak Nation. Last time we had him in here was over the summer as he was kicking ass uh, with some iRacing, e-racing, whatever the hell the kids are calling it nowadays. But now uh, the big news is, of course, he's signed with Penske to go IndyCar Series racing for the 20, hopeful 2021 season. He's hanging out in Phoenix this weekend for the NASCAR races, and he joins us now here in the Freak Nation. And uh, Have people stumbled over your last name yet, meaning McLaughlin or McLaughlin? <laughs> well, g'day, guys. But, yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, now, I've, I've had some serious name calling um, the last, last uh, probably two, three weeks since I've been in the States. Um, but, yeah, it's McLaughlin. So try and remember the, the Glock part. And you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true because I mean, first of all, English is the strangest freaking language in the history of mankind. Yep. It yep. McLaughlin is spelt like McLaughlin, so you can't blame us, folks, for tripping over your last name. Oh yes, he can. Oh no, no, no trust me, it, it happens in Australia as well. So it's um, it's one of those things where it's just, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but uh, yeah, makes me stand out, I guess. Well, just go just go by Glock. Ooh, I don't know. That's a, that's got a gun connotation. You might not want that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, probably that. You're probably right. Yeah. Well, whatever makes people remember it, and then okay, then they'll remember how to pronounce it. Guns are blazing with Glock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right that's right all right so you you're hanging out in phoenix this weekend you saw yourself in xfinity series race yesterday of course the the cup race uh, earlier today uh, what's your take on watching these uh, big horsepower engines on an oval and i and i say that with a dude that raced some big time horsepower uh over in australia uh supercars. with with a supercar series what's your take on uh, nascar uh firstly i've tremendous amount of respect for what these guys do um over here you know it's, it's uh, absolutely, um, the way that they that they wheel the cars and, and and change up their lines and being able to watch that the last few days um, at Phoenix, seeing how you know one guy will go low and another guy will go high and he finds the grip and a spotter will tell him and there's so much it, it, and this is what people in Australia don't understand about oval racing. It's, it's a little bit more than just turning left twice. It's it's the way that you 
uh, got to feel the car and drive the car is so cool and, and something that, um, you know, I'm really excited to, you know, have a crack at that in the Indy car. Yeah, it'd be a little bit different to sort of wheeling a stock car around, but um, at the same time, the principles are very much the same. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, have my, my chance at the Oval as well. Scott, don't call me Glof, McLaughlin, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you talked about how you want to kind of show people in Australia oval racing is not just about turning left twice. Well, you've tested the oval in Indianapolis, the big mega oval, and in an IndyCar. Tell us about that experience and how that can translate to your fans overseas. Yeah, that was that was one of the best days ever. Um, you know, I'd never, I think the fastest I've ever gone is about 185 mile an hour. And, uh, you know, so the rookie orientation, your first, sequence for that is is took a five to two ten so by far i had gone the fastest i've ever been before <laughs> and then uh and then you know you sort of go up your next stage 210 to 215 and then 215 plus and say what you know 218 219 mile an hour average speed around the indianapolis motor speedway and just holding it flat and and just turning in and, and hoping that you know the car sticks to the ground it's uh it's the closest thing i've ever felt to being a superhero <laughs> something that i've never <laughs> I've never, it's very hard to explain. It's just that you feel like you're in a fighter jet. It's just uh, a, a phenomenal feeling um, and, and something that I can't wait to get out with, you know, 32 other cars and have a, have a massive crack at it. would be awesome. We've heard other drivers, whether it's IndyCar or drag racers or heck, even NASCAR drivers as well, just talk about how when you are so focused in the cockpit and you're going so fast, somehow things outside seem to slow down for you. Did you get that feeling? Yeah, you do. I think, you know, you have a sense of speed that initially that you, when you hit the track, it's, it's, wow, this is fast. And then it's probably two, two laps in. It's like, okay, this is not that bad. You know, you get, you get acquainted with it. And then I think, you know, it's, it's unfortunately, it's not until you crash that you realize, geez, I actually was going pretty fast. (laughs) So it's, um, it's certainly, uh, you know, for sure, I think I couldn't imagine what that place is going to feel like when I've got, sort of 300,000 people staring down, you know, staring down on us. Um, it would almost make the place feel a bit smaller. And it's, um, you know, it, it's going to be a, a really cool experience to hit the Indy 500 there. And, you know, doing those speeds is something that I've never done before. And I'm really excited to, to race at those speeds. Well, right now we're just talking ovals. Obviously, the IndyCar series being a little bit of everything, road courses, street circuits. But is there anything, let's get back to Phoenix, is there anything that you can learn from the stock car guys today with Team Penske that translates to IndyCar that you know of, maybe in talking to even Jimmy Johnson this weekend? Anything that translates? Uh, it's hard because I've been, I, I struggle to see the guys because, you know, you're sort of uh, not allowed to go on the pits and stuff, but um you know, I think for me, just watching the way that they, they, they talk to their spotters, you know, NASCAR do a fantastic job with allowing the fans to listen in on radios. And basically, everyone's obviously got a headset at the racetrack. And I was, I was tuning in to, to, Joey's, uh, to Joey's radio there. Um, and, and it's certainly a, a very cool thing to like listen in and see how he communicates to TJ and everyone, which is, which is awesome. So did you guys not have spotters with supercars? No, so we just run the. We just have the engineer um, basically talking to us, but we we basically do everything off mirrors and hoping that the guy isn't there when we turn in. So it's, that's something that I'm going to have to get used to for sure. Yeah, but hold on a second. That's huge. Something you'll have to get used to. Okay, maybe that's one way of looking at it. On the other side of things, you already have a better feel for the car than some of the drivers out there that are already full time. So that can only help you moving forward, I would think. 
Yeah, I think it's a it's a uh, nice to have known what it's like racing and and understand the feel of the cars and stuff like that. Um, wheel to wheel, uh, without sort of listening to someone sort of telling you where you are. So your your situational awareness, I guess you, you call it, it, it's really good. And then when you have a spotter, it's just a guy, an eye in the sky. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm pretty good friends with TJ Majors, so I'm twisting his arm to maybe uh, come and do my Indy 500 plus do the 600 that on that same day. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Dro- <laughs> dropping the bomb right there. Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar Series pilot for Penske uh, for 2021, already firing shots over the bow. You're wanting to do the Coca-Cola or whatever the hell they're going to call it, 600, and the Indy 500 in one day. Bro, just settle you? down, Wait, man. is that you or TJ? Oh, no. I don't want to do it. I'm, yeah. saying, I'm, I'm saying I want TJ to do yeah. it with me. I'm doing. I'm going to do the one five hundred for sure. But I'd love to. I'd love to have TJ spotting. <laughs> Keep the headlines low for a weekend. Yeah, man. <laughs> but all of a sudden, you just you you've got a set of brass balls the size of New Zealand saying you want to run the double. Holy smokes. Yeah, this just in. Scott McLaughlin <laughs> will be starting at Monaco and then fly yeah. to Indianapolis. Jesus, man. <laughs> dream big, dream big. Dream yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of dreaming big, when you got yourself in, inside a what we called back in the day go-karts or karting uh, way back in the day for you, was Scott Dixon your idol? Yeah, certainly. He. Oh, there was a guy named Greg Murphy who was a, a big a stock car driver in, in Australia and New Zealand, and he was a, a Kiwi that raced over there. So he was a big idol of mine. And then there was Scott Dixon who was really taking on the world and, and America. And um, yeah, he, he's he, he's a tremendous guy, uh, someone I look up to, and a lot of people in New Zealand look up to. He's such a uh, awesome role model for us all, and the way he, you know conducts himself and um, how he was with the fans and everything and what he's done on the racetrack. It's just crazy. So, um, yeah, he's a, he was certainly an inspiration for me and probably why I fell in love with America racing, uh, American racing. Uh, you know, I think, you know, Formula One was always there, but there was never really a Kiwi or, you know, New Zealander or Australian in there until I was sort of a little bit older. So when I was younger, you know, watching, you know, Dixon when he come across in you know, 2001, I think he got his first race win and, and he joined Ganassi in 2003 and, and something that, you know, always kept an eye on his career and got up and watched Indy 500. So it, it was really cool, really cool. Was it more watching Scott Dixon or watching a Mark Webber or somebody else? No, I certainly watched um, Scott because in New Zealand, it's actually the the Indy car races were on at a better time for myself. So oh. normally when I was waking up to go to school on a Monday, um, you know, the race was happening in America on, on the Sunday. So I was able to watch that before I went to school. So that was where Formula One was in the middle of the night. So it was always difficult. And you always, I guess, because I'm from New Zealand, it's sort of you know, one of those deals where you sort of, uh, you, you feel a bit more attached to Scotty just because he's a Kiwi. Heck yeah. Scott McLaughlin, IndyCar Series pilot for Roger Penske for 2021, joining us here in the Freak Nation, spending some time out at Phoenix Raceway for the NASCAR championship this weekend. You look at New Zealand, Australia, and you've been in the States just for a little bit. How do Kiwis and Aussies look at motorsports versus the Americans looking at motorsports? Can you can you tell any difference in it yet? In regards to the fans or the, or, the, or the drivers, just how we how we look at we have so many damn sports here in America, yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, so we've we're spread thin when it comes to being a fan of sport. 
So, and I, I, I don't know about New Zealand. Of course, we could talk r- rugby and Australian rules, football and cricket and so forth. But how do, how do you guys look at motorsports versus not just drivers, but fans versus Americans? Can you detect any difference yet? Um, I think the amount of racing you can do here is, is awesome. And, and, um, I guess the budgets of the teams are higher, uh, because the, the sponsorship dollars here in America is a lot higher. So you're able to race more, go to a lot more different tracks. The country is so big that yeah, there's a lot more um, tracks for us to go visit. Um, so for me growing up, um, you know, American racing was you know, really the pinnacle, um, you know, as much as everyone talks about Formula One and whatever, but I, I just had a, a, a fascination for America and how you guys do it and, what I love about America too is you celebrate people that go good. You, you know, you look at Jimmy Johnson this weekend and, and, um, you know, seven time champ and, and, and the way that everyone got around him and celebrated, you know, the 48 and stuff. It's really refreshing. In Australia, Australia, we, we battle with, it's a, it's a, it's a syndrome they call it. It's called the tall poppy syndrome. So everyone just, you know, really hates on the guy that's winning all the time and really loves an underdog, which is not bad sometimes when you're the underdog, but when you get to the top, it, it can wear you down a fair bit. And what I love here is, you know, the sport fans, you know, celebrate, um, celebrate, you know, people that are doing something good and people that are a team that's, you know, at the top of their game, not, not necessarily bringing them down. And that's something that I really appreciate about the American fans. I'm not saying that we don't do it in Australia. You know, not everyone's like that, but I think, you know, that's what really sets it out differently for me looking at it um, at the fans-wise, for sure. Well, Americans can be a little weird, though. I mean, ask Jimmy Johnson at the next test, because I know you guys can't talk much during this weekend because of COVID-19 rules, but ask him at the next test. He was not really liked when he was winning all those championships. Yeah, I I can get that. I mean, it's always (laughs) going to be somewhere, but I I just feel like a bit more celebration here in America. That's what I feel like. Got it. So how's the move going? Before we let you go, we got to know, is Ikea treating you well? Are the electronic stores treating you well? Oh, it's everything. Best Buy is my favorite store, one of my favorite stores. Best in, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, I love. It's, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I was in there for hours. Um, Lowe's, uh, like Menards, all that sort of stuff. It's like, uh, all the, all the, the part stores you can handle, it's unbelievable. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm really, uh, really enjoying it. Um, you know, we've got our couch coming in now. Our apartment's still very bare, but, you know, I've still got, I've got all my, um, you know, my gaming equipment and, and much of this, this, uh, dislike of my wife, but, um, you know, everything, everything's good. <laughs> well, I remember making Simon Paginot sing the Menards jingle. Can you sing it yet? I mean, it's kind of a Penske requirement. No, to be honest, I actually have no idea. I've, I've got to learn all that stuff. <laughs> I'm being <laughs> <Save> honest. Saving <laughs> money at Menards. Wow. There you go. I'll learn it. I promise. Next time I'm on the show, I'll sing it for you. All right. There you go. All right. So ha- have you had the, the the typical American meal yet? Well, uh, it's funny. On Twitter, everyone's sort of like telling me where to go. And if I have all these m- meals, I'm not going to be a certain in the IndyCar next, next year, but I think um, Waffle House is my next thing. Ah. Um, <laughs> in and Out Burger, I've had. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Cookout. There's a few other places I've got to go check out. So I'm I'm um, I'm pretty excited. Me and Jason Newgarden are going to go 
go to uh, Waffle House next time we have a test. Bam. Joseph. <laughs> hey, I, I can't get out of this interview. I, I'm curious. You are part of the m- millennial crowd, right? You're, you're 20. How old are you? 27? 27. 27? Whatever. Yep. Yeah, you're still part of the millennial crowd. Do you guys give a damn about the All Blacks in New Zealand? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, when, you, when you grow up in New Zealand, you either want to be – an all black or a race car driver, really. Like, there's, there's either motorsport or rugby. And, um, you know, I was lucky to be one of those things. So I definitely wasn't going to be an all black. But, right. yeah, I certainly feel, you know, that, uh, you know, the all blacks is a, it's a tradition for us and we're so passionate about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know they played in, I think, Chicago not long ago here in America and they had a massive crowd, which is, you know, awesome for the sport of rugby. Yeah, it's it's incredible with the All Blacks and the rugby championships they've won over the over, what the rugby championships. It's not that old; it might be thirty years old, and they've come in and just clean freaking house with the yeah. all, with the All Blacks. And we talk about how badass our NFL ballers are, but if you watch those dudes, holy smokes! I'd yeah. need a, I'd need a tank to take those guys on in a, in a, in a back alley. They're, they're big boys, and they, without the pads and stuff, they have a big crack. But I love the NFL football, so I've really really enjoyed all the sports over here too so it's but the the rugby um you know it's very unique and and something that i I urge all americans to one day go watch a live game of that because you can literally you sit close enough to the ground and you can Mm -hmm. hear the slap like you know (laughs) the bodies together it's crazy scott mclaughlin indycar series pilot for roger penske joining us here in the freak nation buddy thanks for doing this no worries thanks for having me guys it was awesome Awesome. See you, buddy. Have fun today. Right. Have, have a good one. See ya. You know, he's one of those guys that you could just see him palling around with Will Power and starting oh. a comedy team. Oh. Holy <laughs> smokes. Coming up in the second hour, Rob Halford, a Judas Priest, and Trans Am pilot flying those Lucas Oil colors. Tommy Treacy will be here in the Freak Nation and more in regards to Phoenix and the NASCAR Cup Championship. It's all coming up. Speed Freaks Bits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of Speed Freaks. Coming up this hour, Rob Halford of Judas Priest. The new book, Confess. We talk about that and more. Yeah, Rob Halford of Judas Priest will be here this hour. Tommy Dracy flying those Lucas Oil colors in the Trans Am Series. Grabbing himself a podium this weekend in Austin. He'll be joining us this hour. Follow us on Twitter, Speed Freaks. We're there for on Instagram and, of course, on Facebook and SpeedFreaks.tv. You miss any of this show? Go to the website, man. We'll have it up there for you. And interesting that I bring that up. We've been doing this for 20 years. And I'm going back, Statman Crash. We're looking at some of our old TV shows. Oh, boy. Oh. In 2005, 2006, I was promoting our podcasts 15 years ago. 
serious? Yeah. I could, we, call, we called a podcast. I have no idea if we even knew what the hell we were talking about, Stat. We're talking about going to our website and listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, we were on top of the we were on top of the market at that time. We were way ahead of everybody. Yeah. Our audio has been available online and it was such it it 15 16 17 it's such a novel concept back then to make all of your audio available and available for free <laughs> for people who missed the show and they they would either download it to their iPod. Oh, wow. There's, yeah. There's an archive term. Or they would listen to it on their computer at work. Those are the stories that we heard. <laughs> hey, we were so far ahead of the game. We were one of the first shows on Sirius XM. We, right? That is the absolute truth. Or yes. It was just serious then. It was before XM even existed and long before the merger. Yeah. Yeah. And again, thank you, Sirius XM for allowing us to be on uh, channel 211. Uh, we're there every Sunday night, including the Freak Radio Network. So, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting 20 years that uh, we've been a part of here, Freak Nation. So many stories that we've got, so much insight, so many people that have come and gone, good people, not so good people. Good uh, people on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, many presidents have come and gone during our 20 years. That's Isn't that the truth? Uh-huh. How about that? The 20 years, lordy. So, yeah, needless to say, we've got uh, we've got some stories to tell, Freak Nation, and uh, we'll continue to do this as long as we're allowed to on the Freak Radio Network. Chase Elliott, your 2020 NASCAR Cup champion. And, again, I never got used to drivers being interviewed after a race, regardless of his IndyCar, NASCAR, NHRA, Supercross, of having no fans, no crowd noise. It, uh, it is weird. Chase Elliott wins the biggest race, his first championship in NASCAR, and it's just you could hear a pin drop. Granted, there were people in the stands, but they just there was no one near him. It was just very strange. It was still quiet. Yeah, it was quiet. It was not loaded with – I mean, you saw him hugging his team – but I believe that was right before the interview. But yeah, the, the pomp and circumstance of the victory interview was flat. It just, yeah. And it's n- no fault of anybody there. It's freaking COVID in our 2020. Statman, there's a shot of Chase Elliott with the trophy in victory lane. And his they, they've got it where the shot's positioned in the stands. And it's just, you know, fans interspersed sporadically. Through the stands, it's and and I know that you and Crash talked about asterisks last hour. That that has nothing to do with the asterisks here, but part of that celebration, it's like LeBron James winning that championship. It's like the Dodgers winning the championship. They just you don't have that reverberation of the tens of thousands of fans, that man blowing it back at you. Yeah, and also they try to have the sound bought in. Or added by the production company when they when you watch a football game, for example. Right. But it's really strange when the mix is not quite right. When you hear <laughs> the guys talking on the sidelines, and you know, I mean, it's just stuff you don't normally hear. Uh, I think the best one to get it done right was the NBA. Yeah. Freak Nation coming up. Tommy Dreesey. 
Trans Am pilot and former Trans Am champion. He'll be joining us in here. And Rob Halford, a Judas Priest, talking about his new book, Confess. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Stick around for some Crash Gladys Pit news and notes as we resume with some of our affiliates, Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined the freaks. Bringing another round of affiliates here, Freak Nation. And again, thank you, Sirius XM, Channel 211, for allowing us to spread the freaking gospel. How you doing, man? Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. Crashers, pit news and notes are brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com or your favorite tire dealer. And check out the line of General Tires. You got yourself a big old fat truck, an SUV. Going to be headed to the mountains this winter. Roll on a fresh set of red letter General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? 2020, at least for NASCAR, is now over. It ended pretty well at Phoenix Raceway. Let's start with the truck series, the Lucas Oil 150. It looked as though Sheldon Creed, well, he fought hard, but his truck just wouldn't be able to muster enough for the title. Hello, then a yellow flag came out. Mm. Unlike two of his fellow title contenders, Creed came in for fresh tires. He then restarted ninth, and one lap later, he was in the lead, and he took the checkered flag for the win and the truck championship. It was another green-white checkered story for the Xfinity Series, another story of taking tires on the final yellow to enable a last lap pass for the win, this time Saturday, and this time Austin Sindrick to win the Xfinity race and also the title. Sunday was for the Cup Series, and like many pointed out on social media, it was pretty interesting that throughout a total of 312 laps, the race results were 1, 2, 3, 4, with each of the Final Four championship contenders. Fourth to Denny Hamlin, third to Joey Logano, second to Brad Keselowski, and first to your 2020 NASCAR champion, his first of what possibly will be many, Chase Elliott. And also Chase's win made all the more impressive as he had to start from the back of the field thanks to pre-race inspection failure and race all his way through for the money. The Trans Am Series raced in Austin, Texas at CODA this weekend. Freaks fave Boris said just crushed the competition, basically took the pole, then changed his transmission overnight, and then on to dominate Sunday's race. Ernie Francis was second, and our guest next, Lucas Oil's Tommy Dreesey, finished third. Speaking of Lucas Oil and Trans Am, how about the Speed Freaks mojo for Michelle Abate? She brought home... Her first win ever in TA2 West Coast. And like I said, first hour, women are making history all over this weekend. Rafa Matos was your winner in TA2 National. Other news on the weekend, the Williams F1 team is experiencing a pretty serious bout of COVID cases. For next weekend in Turkey, the team is now calling on factory personnel to suit up. Tommy Dreesey next. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Well, how are you using your time sequestered at home? Been staring at that unfinished hot rod or vintage sports car in the garage? Just looking for some DIY dirty hands work? Yeah? Well, how about changing your oil and topping it off with Lucas Oil Stabilizer? Or refreshing your brake line with new Lucas Oil brake fluid? Or give your prized possessions that like new shine with Lucas Oil Slickness products? It's homeschool time for you, buddy, and time to learn to do the basics to keep your ride on the road with Lucas Oil and Lucas Oil products. For more information, check them out, lucasoil.com. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, 
excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Car not performing right? A dirty fuel system damages gas mileage and even your engine over time. But Lucas Fuel Treatment can clean and lubricate that fuel system, the fuel pump, fuel injectors, even carburetors and valves as you drive. It's designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment, it works. MAV-TV, your destination for all things motorsports. TV home to all of the Lucas Oil Motorsports. MAV-TV televises off-road, modifieds, motocross, pro polling, and World Rally Championships, to name a few. MAV-TV is also home to the favorite enthusiast shows, such as My Classic Car, Chop Cut Rebuild, Full Custom Garage, Gears, and much more. MAV-TV is available nationwide on DirecTV, Verizon, and on most cable providers. Visit MAVTV.com for more racing information and to demand your MAV-TV. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com, and get awesome. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. You're listening Listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Yeah, that guy singing right there. In about 30 minutes, we'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Rob Halford of Judas Priest, his new autobiography is out called Confess. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Lucas Oil Fuel Stabilizer. Prevents gasoline breakdown during storage. And it's a big deal as we roll into the fall, the winter months. A lot of us store our cars. That's why I suggest you roll with Fuel Stabilizer from Lucas Oil. Fights against gum and varnish deposits, clean, lubricates, and maintains vital fuel components. Preserves your fuel for up to 12 months or longer. For more information, go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com for Lucas Oil Fuel Stabilizer. Flying those Lucas Oil colors, Tommy Dreesey joining us here in the Freak Nation and Tommy, you've got yourself a Trans Am Championship. You have so many race wins. But, dude, when you roll into a race like today in Austin uh, at Coda, you have that first lap incident. Do you just want to pull that damn car over and go, what the hell's going last on? Year. <laughs> oh, well, I, 
I guess you found out what went on. Uh, man, I just, you know, it's like that first lap, that first corner at that, at, at that place. Uh, it's just always been tricky for everybody. And, uh, even before the race, you know, uh, I was telling Chris Dyson and Ernie Hayne and then Boris said, hey, if we get side by side there, whoever gets to the S's first, we got 30 laps to go. And I got together with somebody. I tried to get out of the way and put a big little hole in the, it put a big hole in the front of the car. So it was diabolical. I didn't spin. The other person spun. Uh, I didn't get penalized for it. They called it a racing incident. And, uh, you know, I went from, I think, third or fourth back down to ninth and then uh in the end man I, I squeaked out a third place and i got a little hardware and you know um really represented the lucas oil uh company and the family and we had lucas oil inside the ecr engines we had the coolant stabilizer um you know and, and then we used that slick mist to make that car look beautiful tom adresi of course grabbed himself a podium in austin this weekend at coda running the Trans Am class, and those cars are just freaking beasts. And Statman, who will be asking a couple questions here in a moment, has been a strong proponent of the Trans Am class and really just what those cars have done and continue to do. When you run into something like that in your first first lap incident accident, do you think, damn it, if if I could just have a lighter, skinnier car – I'm out, maybe I'll work my way up a little bit easier. Now I've got to freaking barrel this beast around this track to try and grab a podium. Yeah. You know, you know, I, it, 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 you know, Hey, the number one rule is supposed to put your head down. It took me a half a lap because I really, really fell behind. And, um, like I said, I lost a lot of the arrow in the front and these things are beasts. We were doing 184 miles an hour on that back straight. And, uh, and there's a lot, a lot of carousel, high speed corners and low speed corners. And, uh, you know, just, uh, once I got past that, once I caught the first one, then I, you know, I put my head down, the crew was keeping me calm. You know, they were giving me times on who's the next person to go after how far I was. I was catching them. I, I think we really had a car to win that race, but, uh, you know, you got to put that behind you. This, you know, stuff happens and it's, uh, I guess it's an old saying: it's who we cover quickest, you know, mentally. And uh, that car, that car, it was—it's already a beast. And uh, without that, with, with, with that push I had in it from the from the air getting into the front mm. under the hood, it, it was diabolical. But man, that, it, it's it's they're just the best cars to drive, and uh, you know, just so fortunate, you know. And uh, our team was really happy because uh, you know we we kind of hung into the points there, you know. Uh, Ernie's still ahead of me right now, but uh, we're still fighting. We got four more races to go, so gonna just uh, keep keep pushing, keep pushing. Well, you talk about having more races to go, and you also talk about how these are beasts of cars to drive. You love driving them. Where do you love to drive them best? I'm hoping Laguna Seca might be one of them. Your season finale. Oh well, well you know now now they're coming to the West Coast, and I'm a West Coast boy. You know, I'm from Hollywood, California. <laughs> And, uh, gosh, you know, that, that, that Laguna Seca is just the most amazing. Now we are going to road Atlanta where, uh, where I've done a prototype, I've done the LMPC class and I was fortunate to do a few of the 10 hour races there. So I got a lot of seat time there and, uh, I think we're going to make hay there. And then hopefully now we can uh, get some points back there. It's a double race at road Atlanta. And, uh, <clears throat> So I've been on the podium there three, four times and one time on the top step. So I really love that place. We got to collect some points 
and get ready to try to win that championship at Laguna. Yeah, you're a Petit Le Mans winner, right? I mean, that is no chump change right there. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, that, that, that puts the biggest smile. That's, 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 that was a big one. That was a real big one. So you talk about how, of course, you are a California guy. What in the world is this that I'm seeing that your alleged racing start came from street racing on Mulholland Drive? Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was an inner city, I was an inner city kid. I grew up in, uh, I don't know if you guys know, it's the two one three area, the Pico Crenshaw area. And, oh, yeah. you know, you know, you know, it was a, you know, lower income, but great people, good mix of people. But man, when I got my driver's license and I looked up, I could look from, from where I was on Pico on this one street, Windsor, you could see the Hollywood sign. And I, you know, I just wanted to go see what's up there. And I, I just, I just started cruising Mulholland, Lowell Canyon, Coldwater, uh, Canaan Dune. We just, that's what we did, you know? And, uh, I guess I, you know, I, you know, I could afford a pair of back. My mom could afford a pair of basketball shoes. So I was a basketball player mostly, but every time I got in my car, man, I, I'd go cruising down the canyons and, uh, you know, a couple times they put me in the back seat, uh, and really scared me really bad. So eventually when I was able to muster up some couple bucks and, uh, try to get some sponsorship, that's when I started racing. And, uh, it, uh, yeah, they scared me straight, putting me, putting me in that back seat. <laughs> Well, wait, so, okay, you're in a backseat, you're driving. How did it translate to actual race cars, though? Well, so what happened was, what happened was I started working for a guy, and he heard that I had, I was pretty good in a race car. And this guy let me um, drive a couple of his cars at Riverside Raceway back in the day, and uh, Orange County Raceway, they're both gone now. And I loved, and I would, he always take me to Willow Springs, and he said, wow, you can drive. And, you know, uh, it, it just wasn't the time yet. But later on, I uh, started vintage racing. And uh, some, some of these guys said, hey, you got to get out of these old cars. You still have a chance to run pro. And somebody gave me a, a card to this guy who owned the Trans Am car. And uh, just one thing led to the other. And in my, I won Rookie of the Year. And then my first race of my second year, I won the Long Beach Grand Prix. And then that got, got me a little bit of, you know, a name out there. I could hustle sponsorship and I've been hustling for the last 20 years now. And, uh, I'm still, uh, I, you know, I, it's, it's my, my wife and my kids are everything, but next to that, I, I just, uh, just passionate for the, for the sport. And, um, you know, I just, I just want to win. And, uh, when I got into the Trans Am car, it just felt like love. It was like, it was like a street fighter, you know, and, mm-hmm. I love street courses. You know, I love Laguna Seca. I love walking. I love all the tracks. But man, do I really miss? And I think they're going to start uh, trying to work getting us back onto some of the street courses too. Tommy Dreesy is the 2009 Trans Am champion. He's got an interesting video on the Trans Am site where he had a camera going in his car for the entire race. I think it was at Road America, and you could get a a full idea about how the trans am cars snort and bellow and roar. And they're, they're, they're more brutal than practically any other car in motorsports. Aren't they? Yeah. I, you know, uh, 
Yeah, I so think go ahead, one, Tommy. Of the, one of the coolest things about these, yeah, one of the coolest things about these cars is, uh, I think, you know, besides the NASCAR, as far as a road car, uh, road race car, you know, these things make over 850 horsepower, but unlike everything else out there, uh, everything is paddle shift. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, you can go down into the, put the binders on and they have anti-lock brakes and they have traction control. These cars have a little downforce, brute horsepower, over 850 horsepower, but no traction control, no ABS brakes, and you got to shift them. Wow. Wow. So it, let me ask you a little about you. I remember you've been around a couple of days in motorsports and they used to talk about Tommy Dreesey. You had something to do with the, the film industry, like uh, some unique thing that you did with the film industry, saving uh, uh, the film cards, the placards or something. What was that about? Well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, I was, I, I started off, you know, sweeping floors and filing and I, at the same time going to school. And, uh, I, for all these years, since I was a teenager, I'm in the motion picture crew of advertising business. So any image, all the images you see and all the stuff that you see when you walk into a theater, we design, engineer and manufacture that stuff. And oh. so, you know, I started off with, uh, started off with doing that and, and, and I'm still doing it, you know, right now, Hey, you know, let's all say a prayer that, you know, for the people who are getting sick out there, but, uh, we all need to get back to the ball game. We all need to get back to concerts and we all need to get back to be able to go see some big motion picture movies in the theaters. And, uh, you know, it's been a little tough of a year, but you know, Hey, I have my health. We, you know, you know, we just gotta, gotta help each other out to get out of this, uh, this uh, pandemic. So, so Tommy, you really had, it really has been a tough year for you. Like a lot of people, if they're not releasing any new films, you're not doing any new signboards. Right. Right. So, so, so fortunately I've got a couple of companies and one of them I'm a partner in. So we've been able to keep the streaming, the live streaming stuff going. They still need that marketing just like the big, just like the the theater movie, you know, the movie's coming out in the theaters. So they're starting to open up the theaters now again. Um, they're doing some tests, but, you know, uh, we all want to take care of each other and not push too fast and too hard and get more people sick. So, you know, um, I'm hanging in there. And, you know, hey, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to really squeak through this uh Squeak through the season without the help from the Lucas Oil family, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. I really appreciate everything they've done for me, and I hope I'm doing a good job for them, you know. Well, hey, Tommy, listen, uh, Tommy Dreesey grabbed himself a podium at uh, in Austin this afternoon <laughs> in the Trans Am series. Listen, uh, Frozen Two, uh, Onward, Mulan, Trolls World Tour, all those films you were involved in. If you have any spare parts of those uh, boards lying around, you, my six and a half year old would, uh, I would be a rock star if uh, I found a few of those at my front door here next week. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, 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 you guys have, you guys have my number. If you guys want any kind of posters and stuff like that, I've got it. And uh, also I got, I got, I got some pretty big standees, but I don't know if they fit in your, they're about 10 feet by eight feet by you know, four feet deep. So, uh, yeah, if you want some stuff, I got some small stuff that'll fit in your garage or your house. I don't want, yeah, I want you to get kicked out of the house. 
Oh, that's that's as big as some of the houses I've lived in before. <laughs> Holy smokes, man. Oh, that is greatness. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Love, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. It's just a pleasure talking to you guys. I love your show. And uh, again, I got to thank the Lucas Oil family. And uh, I just uh, I can't wait to get to Road Atlanta, which is only in about 10 days from now. So, uh, yeah. I'm here for you guys anytime you need me, and uh, thanks for being around for all of us out there to put a great show on that you do. That a boy, Tom Adresi, joining us here in the Freak Nation. Grabbed himself a podium, 2009 Trans Am champion, race winner, many times over, flying those Lucas Oil colors. Tommy, thanks for doing this, bud. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. God bless. There it is. Tommy Adresi here in the Freak Nation. Just real quick, though, on his website, I think you would rather have a straight out of Compton or Zoolander or maybe Hercules, one of one, 22 Jump Street instead of the Disney movies. Come on. It ain't about me anymore, Crash. Tommy's still there. Holy yeah, smokes. Right. It ain't about me anymore, man. It's a. I, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm, you I'm bastard. Still no, uh, no, ignore that. I, I want to be a rock star with my daughter, Tommy. Now hang the damn phone up, will you? <laughs> that is really cool though that's greatness that's so good uh coming up in moments your stat man scat uh, drifting how far we've come uh with drifting and sport compacts we'll get to that and rob halford of judas priest will be joining us coming up in about 15 minutes to talk about his new book confess yeah, there's still some time left in this bad boy. Make sure you're part of this big old thing. Freaks keep rolling through our 20th year, remembering highlights like Steph Papadakis and our first love sport compact drag racing. Steph was the first front wheel driver to 150, 160, and 170 miles per hour in the quarter mile. He now runs his own drifting team, setting records as the first to win consecutive Formula Drift titles and the first team to win three. One of his drivers, in fact, leads the points for a fourth this season. That would be another first. All of this is why I got a prideful smile when I read that Steph Papadakis was the headliner in an upcoming online webinar on turbochargers. It appears he's the go-to brain in that world. Steph's always been a freak, and they'll learn that in this webinar at the end of the month. Even his music tastes are freakish from Fleetwood Mac to Eminem. There's no telling what he's listening to at any moment. In fact, ask him the next time you see him and tell him the stat man said, congratulations. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Coming up in about eight minutes, Rob Halford, that guy singing right there, the front man of Judas Priest. He'll be joining us to talk about his new book, Confess. This segment brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the tires, that big old fat F-250, that Ram, that Lexus 330. Uh, General Tire has the tire for your ride. Go to GeneralTire.com.
Statman, share with me the title sponsor for today's 500 at uh, Phoenix Raceway. <laughs> You're asking me who <laughs> I barely watched the race. Come on. It's, it's a trick question. It yeah, is a trick question. It has to be a trick question if you're asking me that. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it could have been the Speed Freaks 500. Uh, it's the Phoenix Raceway Series Finale 500. Yeah. The Series Finale 500? Yes. Right. Whoa. You go back with that. I don't get that. You, even in a COVID, even in a pandemic, I, I don't get that. You hear what Matt Hagen had to say last hour, NHRA mm -hmm. Funny Car Champion. Mm -hmm. Two of his teammates, as of now, aren't coming back next year due to sponsorship. You mean Eric you go Enders on. for crying John Force for crying out loud. Yeah, right? you know? I mean, it's, it's tough out there. It's just such an interesting... And disappointing, I, we don't need to get into the the weeds on this with COVID-19 and the effects that it's had on live sports, live fan audience participants. Tommy Dreesey, <laughs> this guy's his livelihood is movies, promoting movies. Do I really want to go in and sit in a damn movie right about now? I still don't. Not Hell, with cases going about their business as they are right now? I mean, the NBA wants to start up at the end of December, right, right around Christmas time. I haven't seen anything in regards to how they want to start up. I haven't seen anything about a bubble situation or, hey, let's do what NASCAR did and bring in 20% bans. None of this stuff keeps climbing. Yeah. I had a text with somebody today about how they are now worried already for next May in the Indy 500. <laughs> Because with cases climbing all around the country and school districts starting to shut down again and seeing the Super Bowl at only 20% capacity, and that's in February, if it goes on time, it's just like, when is this going to end? Mm -hmm. And is it going to be worse in spring of 2021 versus what it was in spring of 2020? Motorsports and activation. We got about two minutes. Motorsports and activation. It's so important. And that's part of the sell with John Force. It's the, it's the big Ford 500 weekend prior to the Phoenix finale It was in my, uh, Miami. In Homestead, they had a week's worth of promotions. It, Ford spent millions of dollars. No one took this. You mm -hmm. can't do it. You can't, yeah. Our friends at Lucas Oil, uh, their sampling and their midway presence was lessened to a, to a to a degree. It's just something that we got to think about as motorsports fans. It's getting absolutely bonkers out there. Rob Halford, Judas Priest, the new book called Confess. It's incredible. Uh, I've been a Judas Priest fan for, well, cut my teeth on stained clat. Oh, I don't even go into that. Uh, it's always fantastic when Rob Halford joins us here in the Freak Nation. Lead singer of Judas Priest. In about five minutes, Speed Freaks Pits on the Lucas Oil Studios.
Sports Radio, redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas and lead engine treatment. It works. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. That's GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Disbane, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Hey, you want the easiest car care ever, right? There's a couple Lucas Oil products you got to get your hands on. One, Lucas Slick Mist Fast and Easy Speed Wax. Two, Tire and Trim Shine. And three, Interior Detailer. It's better than anything on the market, so this is what you do. You spray the speed wax on a wet or dry surface, you wipe it off, and you're done. You think you can handle that? Lucas Interior Detailer rejuvenates interiors, and Lucas Tires and Trim Shine does wonders on tires and wheels. Lucas Slick Mist. It's easy. It works. Go to lucasoil.com for more information. Freak Nation, for over 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your everywhere. From the aggressive mud terrain Grabber X3 to the all-terrain performance of the Grabber ATX, even to the strong and durable all-purpose terrain Grabber APX, General Tire balances excellent on-road performance with off-road capabilities designed for all weather conditions. Remember, with General Tire, anywhere is possible. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. Want to bring racing technology into your driveway? Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is advanced race engine technology for everyday cars and trucks. It reduces friction heat and coats your engine with a tougher, longer-lasting oil film for maximum protection. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil cools and cleans your engine and protects against sludge buildup from everyday stop-and-go driving. Lucas High Performance Motor Oil is made in America and sold to the world. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Rob Halford's got a new book out. Rob Halford, front man of Judas Priest. The book's called Confess. Be a hell of a gift for these holidays for your metalhead. He's been coming to the Freak Nation for many years and joined us recently on a Zoom call to talk about Confess, one of the nicest cats on the planet. 
We were the baddest freaking bands on the planet. The Metal God. Great follow on Instagram. <laughs> he loves himself some kitty cats. Yes, that's where I was going. Oh, yeah. It's greatness. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's good to get Rob back at the Freak Nation. Talk about Confess. And when you read books, you, you, and if you either know the person or you know how they talk, you're reading it as if they're reading it to you, sometimes in their flow or in their accent or in their cadence. So I kicked off the interview with Rob in regards to reading that book of Confess. Rob, I've had a chance to dive into this thing. And when we read books as as people, uh, when they're autobiographies or biographies, regardless, we hear that person talking. And the first two or three chapters, I just hear this young lad talking about going through puberty and wanking and handy i just is there going to be an audio version of this oh Rob yeah Alford? yeah absolutely guys yeah there's an audio book that i did um sometime in july i think it was was it yeah sometime in july at a great studio premier studios uh, on indian school mm-hmm. and uh, i was in there for about a week and uh, did, did two or three hours a day because it's like making a record to some extent, especially with me and my voice, because you know how this thing has a tendency to do its own whatever. But, <laughs> but I, uh, I had a wonderful time uh, speaking out the book because it's a whole different emotional experience compared to when you're reading a book, hmm. you know. Uh, so for me, some of the some of those moments were quite difficult. You know, you have to compose yourself, especially some of those some of those more challenging uh, parts of my life that I went through. But the book is there, and it's great to see so many of my fans uh, getting into the the book. You know, either way, whether you're a truck driver and you're listening to Halford <laughs> on the book, or whether you're a mum at home, you know, uh, or whether. Whether anybody, any, any, any concept of how you how you want to take a book um, uh, and, and listen to the voice because it is my voice. I went, we, we, the uh, headline shut said we could get a voice actor in, but we prefer it if you <laughs> used your voice. So you know me, guys. I don't like to talk. You know, I mean, I'm very low key. <laughs> don't like not much of a lip flapper. But um, I, 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 I loved it. I loved it because it's really carrying this essence of truth and honesty that is really at the heart of the book. So it, the conviction and the empathy and the connection, I think, is stronger when you hear my voice on the audio. Not to disrespect all these great voice actors that do incredible work, but I think that because it's called Confess, it needs to come from this head. Yeah. Okay, so then tell me, in those emotional parts or in those more difficult parts that you were reading, why would you need to compose yourself? Why, why not just be raw with it? Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, uh, that's a very valid point. That's a very valid point. I think that, I think that the, the texture and the, and the emotions, uh, should be real. And I think they are very pure. Um, uh, Actually, guys, I haven't even heard the audio. <laughs> what? I haven't listened to it. I, I finally got somebody. The 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 Hachette sent me a box of books um, last week. I think it was or the week before. I was the last person to get the book. It's like the, the last person to get an, last person to get an, get an album. <clears throat> but um, 
and I haven't even read the book because I, I am the book. <laughs> I am the I am the metal garden. I am the book. So I have, you I have, read it when you voiced it. Yeah, I did. I did, and that was really when a lot of the things started to hit home. You know, because uh, these wonderful conversations that I had with my confessor Ian Gittins, he um, he was really able to kind of get inside my body. He became me in in that respect. The way that he conveyed everything about my personality onto the pages. Um, so I went through that experience, but and then it seemed that the, manus- the, the manuscripts of the chapters coming through on email, reading it and cross-checking and, you know, I's and T's and all that stuff. But to actually read out the book was probably the most complete experience for me. So I think that, that voice connection, because we can, you know, that's how we connect, uh, was, was probably the most powerful part of the whole experience. You, but you, but you think about that though, Rob. When you talk about the entire experience, when you're reading that book, and you talked about maybe a few breaths that you had to take, again, those first two or three chapters that I, I'm just engulfed in, in you talking. And I, I didn't know that there was an audio book of this. When you're going through those tough times, whether it's the relationship with your father or uh, KK Downing, are these the instances where you have to take a step back? when you were reading or at least looking through the manuscript for the book? Yeah, I think, I think that, um, um, you know how you'll be talking about something and it, and it's, it's, it's still, it's, it's still kind of deeply embedded in your psychosis mm-hmm. in, in your head. And then you, you bring it up and you know, there's a catch in your voice and you have to take a breath and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I love that. That's humanity. That's being in touch with your emotional self. It's very important to be able to go to that place. And so it was really only the probably the family moments, talking about members of my family, especially my mom and dad that are, that are in a different place and other relatives. And, but I think particularly the bit where, where Brad took his life, that was, you know, to, to have read the, read the manuscript, and then, but now to actually speak it out. I was re- I was literally reliving the moment because when we lose anybody to suicide, which is a horrible horrible thing, that lives with us for the rest of our lives. We, you can't hide it. You, you shouldn't hide it because that's when the whole issue of mental health comes into play. So when I came to that part in the audio, that was that was particularly powerful. It's like being you know smacked around like a punch from Tyson as you're reading it, and then suddenly the whole thing comes crashing into your head in a microsecond. And as, as, as tough as it was, I'm glad that I still have the capacity and the empathy to understand how valuable that feeling still is and has to be with me, you know, all the time. Do you ever, this emotion from your entire life that is out in these pages of this book, did you ever feel that way on stage at any point in which you're having, stage is for fun, stage is for being bigger than big. But did you ever sometimes, I know, you, you mentioned that it was sometimes hard when you came off stage to feel your life that you're living is not what you're portraying on stage for your fans. But were there other emotional aspects on or off stage throughout your early career? What a great question. That's a great question. <laughs> Gold star. Bam! Crash. Gold star to crash. You'll get one in a minute, Kenny. Um, I get it now, even when I'm singing No Surrender, Glenn's song, you know, mm. from Firepower. I'll be singing that song, and, and sometimes it'll be difficult because I'm seeing and hearing Glenn while that song is going on. 
you know. And also, for example, a song like Beyond the Realms of Death, which is a which is a pretty pretty strong potent message of a song. And um that's tough when you when you, you you're singing. You have to really find a way to get through that Oof. particular bang in, in the emotion. But yeah, and, and, and again, I, I'm so I'm so so blessed that you know I, I don't I don't cover that up. I don't cover that up. I don't mm-hmm. I don't pretend it's not happening. You know, it's real. It's real, and I, and and all of that reality and all of that truth and honesty is flowing out of the the book Confess. Rob Halford, the book Confess, out on Hatchet Books. And, and Rob, you're a few years older than me. It just seems like yesterday we were celebrating your 65th birthday in the studio. <laughs> no. and said, yeah. uh, but how did how did you remember all of this stuff? Was it your co-writer, co-writer? Was there a magic pill for you to go back and remember names and sayings and words and comments and feelings of a teenager into your 20s? It's remarkable. It's remarkable. I will say that again, Ian is 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 a master at that because we didn't go uh, daily. But when we had about forty, fifty hours of one-on-one conversations here in Phoenix, and also back in in Walsall in the UK. Uh, so we didn't go like from the nineteen fifties timeline sequence chronologically to where we are now. And I think that really helped me. You know, some days wow. we're in the 70s, some days we're back in the 50s, some days we're in the year 2005. We went all over the place. I think that's just a skill he has, you know. I, th- I think it would have been a bit more difficult if if we went from that, you know, year-to-year type of, uh, of events. But but I also have to shout out to uh, my sister Sue and uh, my brother Nigel and uh, uh, my manager Jane Andrews and, mm-hmm. and, and Ian Hill. All, all of these beautiful people in my life when I couldn't quite remember a, a certain thing, uh, there was a great resource of research there to help us put all the, put all the dots. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fanatical for getting it right, you know? And, uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a great team, great team, team effort, like sports. Like we've always said, the great things that yes. happen in sports, like happen, <laughs> like happened just a few hours ago with LeBron. That was a pure, <laughs> that was a pure, team effort that was such a beautiful thing to watch and uh, to see the power and the intensity and the determination uh, the result was a was a massive win and that's what this book is about in in that professional sense rob how many times did you wake up in the middle of the night and call ian or call jane and say i need help with this or i just thought of this or was it just your little handy notebook on the side by your nightstand yes i have i have uh the f- I have this phone with with the, with the voice memo. <laughs> oh, that's right! Yes, I told you about that. And you know, when I, when I do my songs, like you know, and and it's the same with with the, with this. I would write. I'd be like five o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! I've just <laughs> just thought about so and so. So I pick up the phone and I say something into the voice memo, and I go, now I can go back to sleep. And then I play it back the next day, and it's like. What the hell was that? It's a nightmare. Some of it, some of it, was, some of it was very, uh, it was very typical. Yeah, that's Rob, me. We'd, we'd be horse boys. We'd just be. Oh, what did I say? It's awesome, though. It's like Rob, when I go to, it's like when I go to fries. If I don't, if I don't write down, get some milk. Forget the milk. <laughs> 
just ridiculous, crazy. <laughs> oh, but, but Rob, were there were there instances that you recalled that memory, and once you started to write about it or talk uh, talk it, uh, speak it, that it really the wave hits you, and this this wealth of information came out. Was there a specific instance in this book? There's like, holy crap! There is so much there that I just don't. No, if there's enough room on the pages. Yeah, in fact, in fact, guys, we we we, we had we we were going for like over four hundred thousand words. We we were just because that's me, blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know. And we, we had to do a tremendous amount of editing, and we've got an enormous amount of material left over, which we'll I guess we'll do something with it eventually. Confess but, to confess to further confessions or something. Ooh. Yeah, uh, but um, it's true. It's true. I mean, again, just speaking the audio, I mean, it's like I've said before, there but, there, but for the grace of God go I. You know, in some of those instances, it, it is like you're looking from the outside in. Like, who is this guy? You know, how, how did that happen or why did that happen? What were the circumstances? Um, so it, it's um, – it's also valuable to keep learning about yourself. I think it's a really good thing to keep reflecting about where you are in life, what you're doing, what your plans are. All of these things, I think, uh, are important uh, in, in the respect of just being in touch, just being aware. You talk about being in touch. It brings me to the story of, I think it was 1981, when a fan asked you about one of your songs and if it was about a New York gay nightclub and you just instantly hit it off with this guy. That, that to me, is just, I mean, that just shows your reality. I mean, that just shows you how genuine you are. Not a lot of people would just hit it off with a fan. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and again, you know, there, there's a, there, are, there are a few naughty moments in the book. That, uh, so what? That so what? Yeah, but I think, I think look, that, that, that side of us as people, um, that's who we are. That's what life is about. And, and so... I thought that those particular chapters, those revelations, whatever you want to call them, were also important because it, it's part of my makeup. It's part of a part of the person that I am. And in some of those, some of those instances, uh, there were there were you know some very serious um, complications that came from them, including you know breaking the law and uh <laughs> and uh you know the whole thing of stds and stuff when i, I caught hepatitis from a uh, an event so but all of these things i think that, that it's like connecting the dots it, it helps it it helps it all make sense it helps you find out more about a person and and the way that they turned out to be who they are The book is called Confess. No, it's not Statman confessing that uh, he's had a few secrets over the last 20 years. One or two. Yeah, a couple. We'll do it again next week, Freak Nation. We'll have a part two in there, Rob Halford. Do what you do, Freak Nation. Just continue to be a part of this big old thing. Shoot the juice to the moose and Statman. Cut it loose. See ya. Breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law, breaking the law.
Sports Radio, redefined.